of the Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm pretty well. It's Kickstarter for you for July 12th. July 12th. 12th. It's my anniversary today. Yay, it's my hey, anniversary. Hey. Guess what I'm doing today? Working. working. You're working. Working? Working? I have tomorrow off. Tomorrow's my birthday. I see where your priorities lie. Do you plan that? <laughs> no. Bunch of people are out of town, so all my, my days off got slid. Somebody planned it for you? Yeah. Thanks, everybody, with needing time off. Thanks, guys. Thanks for helping me out. <laughs> Thank you. We went out Friday night thinking I was going to have to, we had made plans with a couple of people last Friday, thinking I was going to have to work on my birthday because I've been normally scheduled on the, on Tuesdays. There it is. Not working. Anyway, we, we hope you guys are enjoying the start of the Dark Castle movies. Yeah. Um, How about that Haunted Hill? Give me that Haunted Hill. That was a fun chat and then it made me instantly want to go watch the Vincent Price original, which I did. It's on, it's on Shutter. I own a DVD of it, but I don't know where it was at. So I didn't want to dig it out. And I got to think that the DVD is probably not as good as the Blu-ray or the, 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 the HD transfer that Shutter's running. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt. I have a, I have a DVD copy of it. It's like a double pack with that. And I think follow the house of Usher. Like, so, you know, you can tell what you can, I can tell what you can tell what the quality is just by me saying it's a double pack (laughs) from 1998. Oh man. It's funny. Speaking of multiple packs, I was still kind of in a buy-in frenzy and I bought the Friday the 13th, the series DVD set was only 30 bucks. And we've been talking about it so much. And another other project that I'm working on, it seemed to be right at the, it seemed like good homework. And since I hadn't seen them in a long time, and, and actually I think I have a little more mature eyes now with for, for that kind of stuff. It's another reason why I want, I want them to bring Millennium back so I can see it all the way through. With- Millennium? The, uh, the Henrik, the Chris Carter Millennium? Mm-hmm. Dude, I have all three seasons on disc if you want to borrow them. Oh, do you? I do. I might have to borrow those. I do. And that in Harsh Realm and, you know, you know, you know, my secret love for all those Chris Carter shows. <laughs> yeah. Harsh Realm I have. And that, all, I think Lone Gunman, and I don't have Lone Gunman either. Um, dude, yeah, I'm already like on to season four of Bosch. <laughs> yes. He, man, that shit's so addictive, right? It's like. Dude, it's like, even like in, the, in these days of binge watching and that becomes such a common part of everyone's vocabulary. I have never had a bag of Lay's potato chips like this show. It's fucking unstoppable. And I'm just like, and it was so great about the show. And I've seen this now with three seasons. You think that this one storyline's done. And because there's so many, there's just, you know, there's three storylines right each season. And I'm like, oh, cool. We're done. I'm like, oh man, we're only at episode five. I got like four more episodes left. It's crazy how, how you're, when one storyline wraps up, it's, it's funny because they're, again, you have an A, B and a C story throughout an entire season. Yeah. It's great because you never, they, they end at different times. I like most procedurals, like, like Law and Order, all the Law and Orders, no matter what the subtitle of the show is, they all have a very specific thing. That's why they're called procedurals. And it's, you always know something before the, that commercial break and that commercial break and that commercial break. (laughs) But dude, yeah, I'm loving the shit out of Bosch. I said, I wasn't going to, I was going to challenge myself to just like watch one season a week. And it's been nine days and I watched 
three full seasons. So yeah, it happens, man. That's, that's how it happens. It's, it, it unfolds yeah. that way. I mean, the, one of the craziest things about it, the show is that it kind of gives equal time throughout each season to the entire cast. I mean, it's weird, yeah. right? Like it's called Bosch yeah. and Bosch is in the lion's share, but, but I feel like everybody's equally represented across the three, the three storylines. Jay Edgar. Yeah. Jay Edgar, especially in that third season. Oh yeah. He has a lot of alone time and, you know, a solo time. It's fun watching him. Having Ernest Dickerson direct a couple of episodes, it's cool seeing his name up there. But when he shows up as the neighbor. Yeah, right. <laughs> to complain about his Wi-Fi being jacked. <laughs> oh, dude, that was so great, man. Yeah, it's full of fun little cameos too. Like, you know, especially if yeah. you're, you know, yeah. especially if you're, you know, like us and you're like fucking recognize everybody in the fucking world and you're like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of those moments. Yeah. Uh, it does make the show quite, quite enjoyable, um, you know, especially, you know, living in LA forever. Yeah. And that's a great thing too, is when you start seeing landmarks and I'm surprised it took him the middle of the third season before they put anybody at the Tommy's on Rampart, you know, <laughs> like it took him that long right? to- I mean, to stick that one in there, um, but no, it's so fun. And uh, the the A storyline for season three is just it's like one of those storylines that I, I don't I don't won't talk, I won't get into the details of it, but it's it's a storyline that you would see on a show that would handle it so differently and so in such a unoriginal manner. But the way they did it was fucking great. I thought I was really good, and even the baddies are great. There is somebody on the show though I can't stand, and yeah, he's. I'm not a fan. Of, I've never been a fan of his anyway. I know you're not supposed to like him, but I just don't care for his performance. I don't think he's very good. But and the reason why it stands out is because everybody else is phenomenal. Everyone from the kids, all the all the kid actors, all the way up to the guys that you've seen since we were kids, is such a well written, produced. You could just tell everybody and, and loves the shit out of themselves and. Uh, 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 as a as a family unit, and you have to. You spend that much time with people, and, and you know, I didn't know about this, but I think you, you you may have. They've you know, Michael Conley's already announced the spinoff. They're already at this point. I think they're probably in day five, day four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the first week that they yeah yeah. I think they started shooting. They started shooting on Tuesday. Yeah, jeez. So anyway, so if you think you think Bosch is over. The, the character carries on. And also today, I think Michael Conley announced uh, the brand new Bosch book, thing, that, that novel that just got released or pre-orders. I forget. Maybe I yep. I'll put in the show notes because I don't remember. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's available for pre-order. I'm at that point now where I'm going to, once I finish the show, I'll probably, at this pace, I'll be done with it in a week and a half. <laughs> you should listen to the audiobooks too because Titus reads them. Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Once you, but yeah, wait till you, you know, finish the show first. Cause you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, oh, you don't okay. want to get ahead of, and you're like, Oh shit, <laughs> this hasn't happened. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> Speaking of, of audio books and audio dramas and that such, there's a project I've been meaning to plug for a while and I always forget about it. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why, cause <laughs> there's just times before we get in the mic, we're like, Hey, what are we going to talk about? And we, we kind of bullet point a couple of things and then we just kind of go. I, and I forget to talk about it. They're both of my picks for today. For Blood or Justice, there is a graphic novel. And unlike most things that they have in transmedia, because usually you'll have like comic books and cartoons or, you know, web series or things like that attached to them. This actually has a radio drama in the form of a podcast. And here's the best part about it. Not only does it mean kicks ass, but it's all free. 
I, I and I think the intention is the reason why everything's free is because they're looking to make this into a, a series or, or they have bigger aspirations, you know, like in limited series or a feature film or whatever. But the cast on this, top to bottom, it's pretty stellar. It's just chock full of character actors. Danny Trejo, uh, Zach Grenier. Uh, we talked recently about Xander Berkeley, Phil Lamar, who you all know has been doing voices for years. You know him as Marvin from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Weber. And also, since we just talked about Bosch, Sarah Clark, the ex-Mrs. Bosch. Um, Spencer Garrett, who shows up as a lawyer in season three. He's also involved and in, you know him from iZombie also. Scott Wheel, Mike McColl, Jeff LeBeau. I mean, it is just tons of names that you know. And as soon as you see them, I'm like, oh, I know those people. I know those people. And lots of voice actors have been around for a long time, like Tara Strong and Maurice LaMarche. You know Maurice LaMarche because he does the voice of Brain on Pinky and the Brain. Brain. It's a fantastic cast. It's a wonderfully produced radio play and it's really good. And I don't want to tell any more about it. I'll put links in the show notes to the direct download page for the graphic novel and also for the podcast. It's called For Blood or Justice. And I think our audience is like the perfect audience for this. And, and I think you guys can get down on it. And the episodes are super short. And what's really cool, do them together. Hit play and pull that graphic novel up on your phone or your iPad or your Surface Pro, whatever you have, uh, tablet-wise, and, and just go through it. It's fucking fantastic. And you're going to want to see the live-action version of it. That's how good it is. So, yes, for blood or justice. For blood or justice. Mm. I like the name. It's a good title. Yeah, it is. I love Trio's his voice working. It's so great. You know it's him. But he, you know, they gave him a little bit of leeway to kind of do his own thing, you know, but it's great. It's As really they should way. at this point, you know, come yeah. on. It's Danny Trejo, right? man. Come on. <laughs> it's the Trejo. Tacos and donuts, man. <laughs> right? Vegan tacos. What I was going to talk about, I was going to talk about this past weekend, the North City, there was a little mini film fest over at the old American Hollywood Legion Theater. And they mm-hmm. had several excellent noir titles. The original Nightmare Alley with Tyrone Power, which is, uh, we'll see later this year, I think, a remake from Guillermo del Toro, right? Is, is that, I think that's yeah. coming out later mm-hmm. this year. Uh, the Big Clock, yeah. Mildred Pierce, Jules Dassin's Thieves Highway, which is fantastic. And then uh, Richard Fleischer's The Narrow Margin, which was remade in 1989 or 90 by Peter Himes with Gene Hackman and Ann Archer. Seeing things like this in a theater on a big screen, uh, man, what a treat. Sorry I didn't get this on last week's Kickstart, but, uh, you know, sometimes things don't pop into your radar until Tuesday (laughs) (laughs) of the next week. But I'm just going to say, you know, you want to start popping some dollars and spending some money and going out with friends and doing things, you know, if big multiplexes and fast nines, not your thing, you know, there are, there's still a lot of uh, options to, you know, help the little guy with these kind of boutique uh, theaters and, you know, these little film festivals and, and, and see these movies that otherwise you're not going to see. I mean, you can find them streaming, but, I, you know, the chances are it's not going to be on your radar. You're not going to be like, hey, I'm going to stream the big clock because <laughs> you're not. But go out and see these movies. These guys are putting on these fantastic little shows. I mean, I'm looking at their drive-in, the 35 millimeter drive-in showtimes for this month. Yeah. Top Gun. Lethal Weapon, Sixth Sense, uh, Inception, Boogie Nights, Blade Runner, yeah. Purple Rain. If you needed any other reason to go out, you know, and, and spend some time with, you know, take your family, you know, take the kids. Whose kids don't want to see Top Gun if they haven't seen it? 
or, you know, Boogie Nights. That's a children's film if I've ever seen one. I mean, it's not Boogie Man, it's Boogie <laughs> Nights. So it shouldn't even be scary. And the cool thing is this, all right, the, give you an example. The Lethal Weapon one, I was just checking it out before we got on mic. It starts at $25 and it's for the entire car and includes candy, right. soda, and unlimited popcorn for each person. Right. I mean, I mean, dude, it's, it's a really on. good deal, man. Like if you want to spend some yeah. quality time, friends or family, whatever you want. I mean, it's... You know, it's fun. I mean, where else can you get that? 25 bucks? It's, there's like lots of seats or the seats, I should say spots. Cause it's, it's, you're, you're pulling your car and you have car types. So you're limited to that kind of thing because you can't have, you can't have some, you know, can't open an Escalade Ford excursion right. up front <laughs> with seven, <laughs> 17 people packed inside. That, that, that doesn't work. It's yeah, and, every, <laughs> and everybody opens up the top and they've, and they totally Flintstone it and have Dino's head yeah, sitting right. at the top and all the kids are on top. Yeah, and a yeah. giant rack of barbecue ribs blocking your view. It doesn't happen. Can't do that for this. No. But I have a feeling that at this point, the lethal weapon was going to sell out. It's a, uh, it's actually this coming Sunday. Yeah. I, I'm it's this Thursday is a top gun. And then this Sunday will be the lethal weapon. Right. I'm just saying that it, look, it's Monday. Yeah. If you want to check this out, I'd suggest I'd go there and look if there's any tickets left now. I mean, we're recording this on Friday. Uh, who knows what yeah. it's going to be left by Monday. So, you know, if you're listening and you have any desire to see lethal weapon on a, at a drive-in, in a drive-in setting with free popcorn, you know, whatever, do it now. because <laughs> It's yeah. going to sell out. <laughs> now, as far as the production these guys are putting on, um, th- you can follow the website at noircity.com. But the thing is, they haven't updated in like a year. But their Instagram page is 100% updated as of hours ago, announcing this weekend's uh, noir shows that we just talked about an hour ago. Literally the one that was just posted an hour ago. It's one of those things that you, they, they travel too. And I think things, I things are more opening up. These fun, these noir festivals are going to pop oh, up yeah. more. I mean, they're based here and, and you can tell because everything is pretty much done here, but they'll pop up in all the big cities. They pop up in the Bay Area, San Francisco area. At the Castro, uh-huh. Seattle. And of course, Hollywood. So we're going to hear, they, they, hit, they hit Austin and they get all the way to DC. So they're all over the place. They're all over the country. And if you're into noir, I, I think it's funny too, is I think a lot of people, they've seen movies that are noir movies that are disguised as something different. They don't realize they, they right. are fans of it. They think of noir, they just think, oh, it's black and white and right. that's it. If you like drive, you like noir. <laughs> you like Seriously. noir, right. If you, you do. Yeah. Drive's a noir movie. Uh, you know, if you like yeah. Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon is kind of a noir movie. So, you know, yeah. you're, you're halfway it there. <laughs> so you might as well just jump into the deep end of the pool. Yeah. Shane Black is a big noir guy. Or you big might, what, we, what, what, what do we call him, Corey? We call him Shane Noir. Is that what we call him here? Yeah. Shane Noir. On the show? Shane Noir. It's just too easy, right? That's right. It's, uh, hey, Shane Noir. What's up? Shane Noir. There's a good chance you see, you know, I mean, most of you guys know what Noir is, but I mean, on the off chance that you, and if you haven't seen some of these movies, man, again, like I think we, when we talked about Aldrich a couple of weeks ago, if you like the movies of Quentin Tarantino and like filmmakers, let's go see the movies that they like and they watched, you know, and, and, and you'll, you'll, you know, and then you'll see what, wow. Okay. Now that so man, Pulp Fiction came from, or, you know, whatever the, 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 all the, everything, all the kernels for those movies you love are planted in these gems of movies that these guys are throwing up for us to see. Like I said, there's some good stuff that they have going on. Again, it, the the Instagram handle is noir.city. Again, it'll be in the show notes. 
but give them a follow because, and I, and I think you can get on the email list off yeah, the Noir City website, even though they're not you, doing yeah, anything you can, with it. You can join the mailing list and literally within 30 seconds, someone named Molly will hit you back and you'll verify. <laughs> you'll see something real, real common with them. Uh, if you look at their site, you'll see like the initials FNF. It stands for Film Noir Foundation. The the third set of movies that we, that you're seeing this weekend on the on the 11th though that happened this weekend with Narrow Margin and, and then later after the matinee and later on Loophole and Cry Danger the the double feature of Loophole and Cry Danger those are both restorations that that were conducted and performed by this group yeah and that that's that shows the kind of love that that they have for noir pictures from its inception in the forties and fifties and when they are very prominent to the amalgams of, of the modern noir, noir movie, like drive, that kind of stuff. And, uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah. Noir.city on Instagram. There you go. Check them out. Um, like I mentioned, there's two things I've been neglecting to talk about and, and it was just brain farting. Those of you that follow the Twitter account and my Twitter account when I still had it, you know what a big fan of Kira Gardner's I am. Uh, she is a filmmaker, and you know, that name sounds familiar because she is the daughter of effects wizard Tony Gardner, who, as you know, is very much ingrained in the world of child's play and Chucky. Well, for the Cult of Chucky movie on the Blu-ray, if you got it, there was a short film doc on there called The Dollhouse, and Kira is the one that cut it and directed it and it's like eight minutes. So again, growing up with having Chucky in her life since she was a little kid, um, she is doing a feature film version of the dollhouse and, and been being retitled as living with Chucky. So it's going beyond just, just her ties to uh, a short, again, short piece that she did for, it's actually her film school thesis project. So they ended up, it was so good, they ended up putting it on, on the Blu-ray. So that tells you about how good it is. If you've got the Cult of Chucky Blu-ray, then, you've, then you have it and you haven't seen it yet, please watch it. The thing is, it costs some money to get clearances for, for video clips and for music rights and all that. Even for something like this, she has a GoFundMe going right now to raise money for the completion of this. And she's about 85, 90% done with it. And the money really isn't so much for the completion of it because she can still finish it without it. She's just trying to get rights cleared and everything on proper licensing to put this out into the world and have everybody really enjoy it. She has a, 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 a pretty lofty goal here and I'll let you guys look at it and then make your decisions on how you, if you want to join in on it, if you're, but if you're fans of the child's play franchise, and of course we have a new Chucky series that Don Mancini is producing coming up in the fall which is going to be pretty fun. And I, I'm pretty sure that her dad and his shop is involved with that. But this is something that I, I think that a lot of people would get into. And if you haven't seen, truly, if you haven't seen The Dollhouse on the Cult of Chucky disc, watch it. And then and then head on over to her GoFundMe page, which will be in the list. It's a real long uh, URL and I can't give it to you, but, the, but you'll be able to see it. And I've actually linked to it before. You'll be able to click it and go. And click it and go. Um, but it's, you know, she's raised a big chunk of money so far. And at this point, it's only been up since June 29th. And she's, you know, hasn't been tw- quite two weeks yet. And she's raised a pretty decent amount of money. And that's good. It's not you got a long way to go to reach her goal. The fact is, is that, you know, she's probably getting a big break 
on her licensing fees because considering how much she's going to be getting, uh, how much, how many clips she's going to be licensing for the project. Hopefully she can continue doing what she's doing and, uh, and get enough money to where she can get majority of what she needs to finish her project. Otherwise she's going to have to start cutting around stuff and it's a big drag when you have a certain vision and then you're going to have to cut things around. It's like, I've always said when you're, when you're using temp music, when you're doing a, a first pass on, on a project, and don't ever use temp music because the problem is you don't have the rights for it. As far as like, if you're using like mainstream temp music, cause you don't have the rights to it. And the problem is if you get people thinking that's, Oh man, that only works with that music, then you're kind of fucked. Right. And that's no good. Yeah. You should just hum. I usually just, I just usually hum over my first cut of everything. <laughs> and then when they see it without the hum, they're so excited. They're like, fuck, I'll take it. Just a tip for you guys. There's so much temp music out there right now that is made to sound like certain things. And, and, and I mean, I can tell you 10 different cues that I've heard that sound like the main ET theme, but they're different enough to where it's 100% royalty free. And you're not going to get dinged by universal music or anybody like that. There's too many, too many options out there. Now this isn't 15 years ago where those kinds of things were more difficult to come by and, and royalty free music, <laughs> you know, back then sounded like, you know, something you hear in, the, in a, you know, Capri Sun commercial or something. Right. It's all really amazing orchestrated shit now. Anyway, so Cures Project, Living with Chucky, GoFundMe. If you uh, have trouble getting to the link from our podcast app, from the episode itself, just go ahead and look at Twitter. And I've, I've retweeted it a couple of times. And uh, this is a, it's going to be a fun project. Kira is a fantastic filmmaker and she's just at the beginning of her career and it's going to be, She's got a lot of talent, and and I think this is good. this project is going to really show it. And hell, just watch the Dollhouse; you'll see what I'm talking about. There you are. There you go. When you tweeted it out the other day, I was like, "How many of those?" I was trying to think how many Child's Play movies I've actually seen. I've seen the first two, not the third one. Seen Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's it. So I think I'm. I think I'm. Cult, yeah, Cult was the last one. I didn't see Cult. We were not oh, counting the reboot with Aubrey Plaza, right? That's that's not part of the no the no. child's play um, um, pantheon, if you will. The, yeah, we're talking about the Dora, Brad Dorif voiced Chucky, old school Chucky, not that new Chucky, that not the Urban Outfitters looking Chucky. <laughs> right. So when they went from C to Chucky again, dude. Here's the thing. I'm not a big fan of the second or the third one, but I love Bride. I love Seed. Yeah, those two were fun. Super fun. Curse of Chucky. Oh, I've seen Curse too. So I have seen Curse. I've seen Curse. So I'm only missing Seed of Chucky. Yeah. So they went, went from Bride to Seed of Chucky in 2004. And then they jumped to Curse in 2013. And that introduced yep. Brad Dourif's daughter as the lead in that. Right. And she's fucking great in it. Yep. And her character carries over into, into uh, Cult of Chucky, which was the last one that came out before the yeah. sequel was made. Or sorry, before the reboot the was reboot. made. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so Colt is the one I'm missing. Okay, so it's just Colt because I, I was trying to figure. I was like, God, do I have to go look him up? And uh, until you had mentioned it again, I was like, Oh shit! And then, and like right now, I'm looking at him and I'm like, Okay, so I know I didn't. I never saw the third one. Second one, I didn't really. I don't really remember the second one. I remember seeing. I saw the first two in theaters, and I think after seeing the second one, I tapped out on the third one when it came out. But uh, when they kind of resurfaced with Bride and Seed, I was totally all in because they were just totally ridiculous and hilariously fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I just need, okay. So I just need to see cult. That's it. All right. Yeah. Cult's fun, man. Cause what happens is, is, you know, how the, how curse ends with Brad Dourif's daughter. Yeah. When Fiona's character, they put her in an asylum in cult after what happened in curse. So uh, it's, it's really clever. And I don't want to talk about it. Cause if I, if I talk more about that, I'm going to give stuff away. And this is one of those ones that kind of takes a little bit of a turn, but it's fucking fun, man. I don't know if, what's happening with the TV show. Well, what I do know about it is this, is that Brad Dorf did return for the series to, for, to play Charles Lee Ray. It's a, it's a 10 episode run. So, and it's going to be on sci-fi. That's all I know at this point about it. Uh, I, I think on sci-fi, mind might end up probably being on Peacock, maybe. Maybe I'll end up put it on Peacock because I don't know, because sci-fi, when they put this, when they started working on all this, Peacock wasn't a thing yet, so... And I should point out too that Fiona is in the series. Brad. So, there you go. And if you see Cult, dude, I'm telling you, it's so fun. I have, I should have let you borrow the Blu-ray because when I bought the, the the Chucky box set a year and a half ago, it has that in there. And so now it's in my box of th- of duplicates to give away. Oh, nice. By the way, speaking of giveaways. Speaking of giveaways. So right now we have... We have a few things to give away, but like we talked about, we have two sets of the Fast and the Furious franchise from one through eight to give away to uh, somebody in North America. The continental <laughs> so United Canada, States, if you will. Canada, United States. Uh, you know what? If you're nice enough, I'll even send to Hawaii. But we're, right now we're looking to- Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. Right now we only have 130 followers on Twitter. So we want to get that up to like 200. So when we get the 200, boom, um, we're going to give away to one lucky person times two, a set of Blu-rays from the Fast and the Furious franchise for the first eight. I have not seen nine. I probably won't see it. Uh, once I heard they're in space, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But Moonraker. <laughs> so fast. It's, dude, look, it's like, it's like when, look, I tapped out when Leprechaun went to space, when Jason went to space, Hellraiser in space, Fast and Furious in space. I'm sorry, man. I don't know about that. At least Jason 10 makes sense. The whole thing, they knew the playground they were in. But dude, Fast and Furious is fucking ridiculous too. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Well, I mean, dude, they want to be James Bond because the last movie, right, with the submarine and everything, that was totally out of Die Another Day. <laughs> or uh, no, no. Uh, what was the last Pierce Brosnan one? Uh, yeah, Die Another Day, right? The one with Madonna Diamond, and Halle Berry. Diamond. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. That's the one with diamond, diamond face. face and the submarine and the ice, yeah. the whole thing. Right. They just literally, I think they yeah, just yeah, borrowed yeah. that shot from James Bond and put it in the movie. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All his movies are the same. Yeah, sure. Whatever, man. <laughs> so anyway, we're looking to get 200 followers on, on Twitter and also on our Instagram. We're looking to get a uh, hundred followers, which we're kind of flattering in our night right now where you can get, you'll get one entry. If you follow us on Twitter and you're going to get one entry, if you follow us on Instagram, and if you're already a Patreon supporter, you're getting 10 entries. So how about them balls? Bang. Boom. Well, obviously we're not going to be able to give anything away until we hit those numbers. And we'll, we'll, we'll tweet about this and we'll, we'll, we'll send out each some week. grand posts about it. Yeah. <laughs> and right around Christmas. We'll let you know how it's going. And if you share it, you'll get another entry and vice versa. Tag a friend, uh, I, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, the usual, the usual. Yeah. So like I said, it's, it's eight, all eight movies. We're going to give away two sets of those. 
and hopefully that goes well. And and then you know that and if that happens fast, then the next set, next set of giveaways will gonna be giving away even sooner. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so how about that. We don't know what that might be, and you don't either because we we don't know what's coming next. We don't know. Only thing we know what's going on this month is we got Dark Castle month. You might get the Leprechaun box set. That would be rad. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. If you want to follow the show on Twitter and pump up our members so you can maybe have a chance to win the the wonderful Fast and Furious box set, you can follow us on Karate Pod. Or you can follow Corey on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Culp. Oh, yeah. You know what? I guess technically if you follow me on, that's another point for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you follow us on Letterboxd, there you go. You get some more options. Yeah. More entries. 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 Anyway, I'll, this will be all laid out though on the Twitter account. It'll be very detailed. Same thing with the Instagram. So there you go. And also, if you want to support the show on Patreon, thank you again, Patreon supporters. It's nice to to know that you're always there. And enjoy it. And by the way, we have a um, we got another disengage coming for you. And it's and it's we haven't decided which one we're gonna cover because um there's like three really good ones <laughs> that we're kind of itching to cover. It was since we don't know when Freddie's um uh, leaving for his show or if i'm leaving who knows yeah or if <laughs> yay by the way covid's not over people wear your fucking mask out in public yeah man Jeez, people man. are getting it every day come on i know if you're, it's not even about the it's not even about the variants it's just yeah. come the first on. one's still around it's not done. even if you've got your shots do yourself a favor and mm-hmm. you know because look dude it wouldn't have spread the way it did if you know if you weren't contagious without knowing you had right you actually had it yeah, exactly so that's what i'm saying damn it mm-hmm there you go. Were you on Letterbox? I am on Letterbox <laughs> uh, at Cult of Chucky uh, at Letterbox.com. It cuts Cult of Chucky at Letterbox.com. Wait, no, we know oh, it's, it's Tom Cody at Letterbox.com. Also, I should tell you that the, the Instagram account for us is, is Instagram.com slash Karate Pod, just as it is with Twitter. So there you go. Fantastic. And Patreon uh, supporters, please enjoy... Um, our closing song this week uh, is Corey will bring you um, Endless Summer Nights by Richard Marks. Am I? Today? <laughs> you On are now. <laughs> Fuck, I guess I am. <laughs> Those endless summer nights. Get out to the drive-in. Go but, see Lethal Weapon. But 